from Lagos, the nation's commercial capital. This is the News at 10. Live from Channels Television. Reporting tonight, Bukola Samuel Wemimo. Hello and welcome. Tonight, let's work towards national unity and forgiveness as clergy extend birth of Christ celebrations to Boxing Day. Police in Imo State arrest son-in-law of former Governor Rochas Okorocha Uche Umosu as paramount ruler of Gindiri in Plateau State kidnapped. Fire guts multi-million Nara shopping complex in Abuja. No casualties reported. And South Africa's anti-apartheid campaigner and Nobel Peace Prize winner, Archbishop Desmond Tutu, dies at 90 in Cape Town. Plus, international news from our London studio. Happy Boxing Day and for a second day, Nigerians are celebrating the Yuletide today being the Boxing Day as well as the last Sunday of 2021. Church leaders took the opportunity of the services to pray for national unity as well as ask citizens to learn more about forgiveness. The mood here at the Citadel Global Community Church is representative of the season, celebration, in this case, the birth of Jesus Christ. For the lead, Pastor Tunde Bakri, among many lessons of this period, is to forgive and seek forgiveness. That, to him, is how to enlist as a strategic prayer partner with God. If you are going to pray effectively and become a strategic prayer partner with God, you must avoid offenses and unforgiveness. You must avoid them like a plague. You cannot be a strategic prayer partner with God. You can't even pray effectively. If you are full of offenses, everybody around you is your enemy. If they don't like you, you don't like them. You are toxic inside of you. When you're coming to God, don't waste your time. The message is similar for Pastor Pojuoye Made of the Covenant Nation. The Bible says that when Jesus was born, it was to God in heaven, glory to God in heaven, and to all men, goodwill and peace. So what he brought was for people to humble themselves for God and be full of gratitude towards him. And then the second thing is to have no ill feeling towards any person, towards any people group. Um, to have goodwill towards people and that's what it means to have peace in your heart. It doesn't really mean that I am constantly physically in interaction with you. It means that the state of my heart towards you is one of peace. The clergy at the Ogoolua Cathedral of the Celestial Church of Christ pays more attention to prayer of thanksgiving and prayer for the new year. Father, your children are dancing from the four corner of the church because you protect and guide them because you bless them, because you are with them. From January to this time, there was no problem. And that is why they are bringing this time. Father, come and accept this time in Jesus' name. Because they are giving this time to you. They are, they are entering 2022. Father, let all of us enter it in Jesus' name. Pastor Omolaya Oladubagbe of the Living Church of God prays for the nation. 
I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, by his bite this year, Nigeria will start knowing peace. Christian world will know peace. Muslim world will know peace. All the creation of God will know peace. Most in Nigeria, next year, God is going to hold this country by his bite today. The messages and the admonitions continue and the clergymen say they pray that they bring positive changes to the worshippers beyond this festive season and the new year. While the clergy sought the highlighting of virtue, congregants on the other hand wanted the period used for sober reflection. Those who spoke with Channel's television asked that the celebrations be done responsibly while asking all to carry out a self-assessment for the outgoing year. It's the day after Christmas and the last Sunday for the year. And for some Christian faithful, it is one that calls for deep reflections on the outgoing year 2021. Some congregants see it as a day of thanksgiving in spite of the ups and downs of the year. Today being the last Sunday of the year is a cause to reflect and be thankful to God that we are all alive and well. We are able to come to church uh, today to see one another. It's a, it's a cause for reflection. A lot of things have happened in 20, 2021. Some worshippers would have loved to have another taste of the Christmas holidays before the COVID-19 pandemic. Nonetheless, they found ways to make the best of the season. Because of um, COVID, I know so many, the, the celebration wasn't as expected or wasn't like the previous ones. But then again, for the fact that we are alive to even see um, this season, to celebrate this season, is enough to be happy. And uh, moving forward, we hope to see better Christmas next year, you know, all things being equal. And beyond merrymaking, there's a call to convert the season to that of self-assessment and preparation for the new year 2022. Eating and drinking, those are just by, those are just by products of uh, the time and season. Uh, it's a time to share. It's a time to celebrate. It's a time to commune uh, with others. Rekindle old relationships, forgetting the things that have passed and uh, rebuilding new ones. That's, that's what uh, Christmas is all about. It's all about relationships. Hope is high that the new year, which is just days away, will be better than the outgoing year. And so, the Christmas celebration. Although it's Boxing Day, for most Christians, the last Sunday of the year is special. As special church services continued on Sunday, our correspondents visited some of the churches in Lagos to capture the sights, sounds, and the attitude of Christians who thronged worship centers in Thanksgiving. The last Sunday of the year is a special time to praise God. It's a single gathering that combines activities for the regular church and carol services at the Covenant Nation, Igomo. Dressed for the occasion, 
Congregants bask in the atmosphere of praise and worship. At another end of the metropolis, parishioners are holding a special Thanksgiving service in a new auditorium. Popular gospel singer Nathaniel Bassi leads the congregation in a long session of praise and worship. Singing and dancing is not unusual in churches, and so nothing less is expected at the Citadel Global Community Church. Each song allows for specific dancing steps and movements. Worship experience is indigenous in white garment churches. While the dressing is defined, the special Thanksgiving service is interspersed with gusty singing, lively clapping and ecstatic dancing. It was a fun day for internally displaced persons at the Kuchingoro IDP camp in the Federal Capital Territory as some charity organizations celebrated Christmas with residents of the camp. Our correspondent, Linda Akibi, visited the IDP camp and reports. It's a sunny Christmas afternoon in the capital city and we head to the internally displaced persons camp in Kuchinguru, here in Abuja, to see how people in the camp are faring and what Christmas celebration looks like for them. People in the Kuchinguru IDP camp are mostly from Bronu State. They fled their homes during the heat of the Boko Haram insurgency and haven't returned since. Arriving the camp, we observe that the atmosphere is agog and festive. Some children are tired in their Sunday best, spotting intricate hairstyles. Music booms from a speaker and both children and adults seem to be in high spirits. We learn that different charity organizations are responsible for the merriment in the camp. They provided the music, the food, drinks and gifts to the residents of the camp to celebrate Christmas. It's just a way to identify with these people who are less fortunate, let me put it that way. To say that we share in their pains, to say that we are their friends, to say that they are not forgotten. It's a gesture appreciated by the residents. We take some steps into the living quarters in the camp. The male residents prefer to sit away from the merriment in front of the camp. Nevertheless, they say they are appreciative of the goodwill by the visiting charity organizations. More than three group of people, they were able to come to share with us 
So we really appreciate them and may God bless them in abundance. Despite the merriment, the camp residents are still a long way from their homes. Even today, if it is possible, we have a zeal to go back. Just because of we have no way to, if not, if they say we are going, even now, now we will go back to our place. We want to go because we are tired of staying here. Because the situation here is very bad, man. I can't lie for you. Because to eat is another problem. Until the safety required for these internally displaced persons to go back home is achieved, many of them must live in camps and survive mostly on the goodwill of citizens, organizations, and government agencies. Linda Kibi, Channels Television News. And staying with the situation of IDPs, but this time around in the southern part of the country at the International Christian Center, home for the needy, Uhogwa, where they're asking for intervention to help make their lives better as the economy bites harder and their condition worsens. Our correspondent, Usaze Obazi, reports. We have just arrived at the International Christian Center, the home for the needy, located at Ohogwa, in the outskirts of Benin City, Edo State Capital. For the internally displaced persons here, even though it's Christmas Day, the mood is a bit tamed compared to the past. Quite a number of them are in a prayer and worship session. Not much is going on in the kitchen today. The only available health care center has a number of patients who are a bit under the weather. The center is just managing to pull through. It's not all doom and gloom here. These two are undergraduates. However, they say they require interventions that will make young IDPs enjoy Christmas like other Nigerian children. We are supposed to have support and help like all the children so that we can feel happy too. But currently nothing was done and no support we have received. Everywhere you go all around the world, you see people are celebrating, you see they're putting on new clothes, they are eating good food, but if you go around you see that, you see the kind of food the children are eating, they are not putting new clothes. So we want those individuals, the government and others to come and help us so that they can have the opportunity to celebrate like other children. The coordinator of the center says more work is required to be done. Now they, they remember how it was for them when they were in their places. They tell me today is a day of singing and dancing, eating, drinking and all that. But it is no more like that for them. So I want to appeal to everyone in the world to remember that there are innocent citizens of the world that are here. They need food. From the International Christian Center Home for the Needy, Osazel Bazet Channels, Television News. In part two after the break, Nigerian military joins other citizens to celebrate the Yuletide. Join us again. Welcome back. And if you've just joined us, you're watching the news at 10 live on Channels Television Lagos. 
Here's a reminder of our top stories. Let's work towards national unity and forgiveness as clergy extend Birth of Christ celebrations to Boxing Day. Police in Imo State arrest son-in-law of former governor Rocha Sukorocha Uche Mosi. No reason has been given for his arrest. Fire guts multi-million Nara shopping complex in Abuja. No casualties reported. And on the foreign scene, South Africa's anti-apartheid campaigner and Nobel Peace Prize winner, Archbishop Desmond Tutu, dies at 90. The armed forces in Meduguri joined the rest of the world to celebrate this year's Christmas at Maymalari Cantonment in the capital city of Borno State. With the fight against insecurity still ongoing, spouses of the fighting troops observed the day in thanksgiving and prayers for the safe return of their spouses. Maymalari Barracks, which houses the headquarters of the Northeast Joint Operation Hiding Kai, is in celebratory mood, even as the Yuletide season continues. The pews are not full to capacity. Women and children constitute majority of the population of the church, evidence that the men are away in the front lines. This year's celebration is unique as it had in attendance the chief imam of the Maymalari Barracks Central Mosque in solidarity with the Christian community. Irrespective of our religion, we worship only one God. So we should pray hard for the success of this country so they will not bring the end of this insurgency, the Boko Haram, the banditry, kidnapping and other things. It's only prayer can solve that problem. Children adorn beautiful style and clothing, unaware of the concerns their mothers bear about the absence of their fathers. The women who now head the homes must hold it down in prayers. Christmas message to our husbands away is that even though with the situation they are facing, they should still hold on to God. My message for them is that we love them and we pray that God should continue to keep them from the hands of the evil and we wish ourselves many more celebrations. They have been keeping a good work for the whole country, keeping peace. But without them, it's very, very stressful. But with the help of the Almighty God, we do everything to see that everything goes well. The theater commander, Operation Hadinkai, extols the hard work and commitment of the fighting troops, giving an assurance that their well-being and that of their families remains a top priority of the Nigerian army. We we'll pray for success in our operation, pray for our officers and soldiers, so that we end this menace and then we'll have peace in the Northeast and peace in Nigeria. As the fight against insecurity continues, thanksgiving and prayers are offered for the success of all military operations across the country. Christmas provides a time for families to come together to show love and kindness to one another. Irrespective of the difficult times, some families in Abuja's rural community chose to celebrate the day with friends. Our next report looks at how the day was spent. This is Kwaduma community, a suburb in the nation's capital, Abuja. The streets are partially empty 
an indication that most of the residents may have traveled for the Christmas celebration with their loved ones. It is a relaxed atmosphere in the home of the Naniets. Soon after returning from the Christmas service, they get ready to begin their festivity as they have no plans of visiting any fun sport. The mother of the home, Mrs. Naniet, heads to the kitchen to dish out food prepared earlier. It's a modest home, and like many Nigerians, the family is celebrating with mixed feelings. Only thing that is good that we are alive today, that we see the day. But for other things, like number one, the hardship, we are not getting it easy. Things are expensive, and again, insecurity. As you can see, I have traveled, but I can't travel because of the insecurity. Seriously, the Christmas today, I'm very happy, but I'm not happy with what I saw in the morning because I went to market to buy some things. Seriously, things are very coarse. Something that I have budgeted to buy it, I can't buy it because of the things are very coarse. They had visitors, which is not unusual during Christmas celebration. One of the guests talks about the significance of the celebration. What Christmas means to me is about the celebration of Christ and it's a spirit of sharing with one another, sharing to your neighbor and uh, based on what we experienced in the past years, now we are not seeing it because of the hardship of the country, what the country is passing through. People are not being able to share the way it used to be in the past. Indeed, Christmas celebration is a time to remember the birth of Jesus Christ, and the Nanyets will not want to be left out of the celebration. They only hope for a better economy and improved security in the coming year. Major fun spots in the nation's capital are witnessing a high turnout as fun seekers troop out in their numbers to celebrate the holiday, despite the prevalence of the Omicron variant. Following the closure of the popular Millennium Park, which used to be a beehive of activity due to COVID-19, most residents and fun seekers have resorted to a makeshift arrangement close to the park. At first glance, these cars and sea of heads within the Magic Land Amusement Park may pass for a campaign or carnival of some sort. The roads leading out of the Federal Capital Territory City Centre was taken over by fun seekers who are at the recreational centre with friends and families celebrating the Christmas holiday. It's a Herculean task gaining entrance into the park. Once inside, the young, middle-aged and even the elderly are not left out of the fun. They observe partial compliance to COVID-19 protocols. The compliance level is high, just that the physical distancing is a problem. It's a big problem here. But the compliance level on the use of face masks, you could see it here. The level, when you enter, they have a disinfectant box and others. We've gone around to check. The compliance level vary, but on the issue of physical distancing, it was very, very, very difficult here. Children, supervised by adults, go on different rides. On observing COVID-19 protocols, some of the fun seekers say they have taken extra measures to protect themselves and their loved ones. The children have been having fun and uh, we have been uh, watching after them to ensure that they have maximum fun. 
as you can see, I'm on Max. And I bought Max face masks for all my kids. We all have face masks. Moving to the once bubbly Millennium Park, it's now a shadow of itself. This has been the case since last year due to the outbreak of the COVID-19 pandemic. Just across the park, some other fun seekers are seen with their families and friends celebrating the holiday. Some visitors at the park questioned the rationale behind having a makeshift park just beside the Millennium Park. One would tend to wonder why the, the difference, just one road separating the two uh, places. Um, I actually looked at it and I felt that perhaps maybe because the other place is meant to be like a, a sports place where people come and do games, football and other things. So, but could that actually be the reason why people can allow to, to gather? So it's a very sensitive question that nobody would actually say I have a certain answer. I believe that it's only the, uh, the government or the management of the park that will give you a concrete answer. While the Yuletide offers Nigerians the opportunity to reunite with their families and friends, they hope to put in their best when work resumes after all the fun that goes with the break. And when the news at 10 returns, police arrest former governor of Imo State, Rochas Okorocha's son-in-law, Uche Omosu, dispelling earlier fears he was kidnapped. Join us again. Welcome back. On a day the world is marking Boxing Day, the son-in-law of former Imo State governor and former governorship candidate Uche Umosu is cooling off in police custody. The Imo State Police Command confirms that Umosu was arrested by the command earlier today at Eziama or Bayeri community in Inquiry, local government area of Imo State. No reason has been given so far by the police for his arrest. Meanwhile, the former governor of Imo State, Senator Rocha Sukorocha, has described the arrest and harassment of his son-in-law, Uche Umosu, by security operatives as one arrest too many. Speaking to newsmen in Owe, the Imo State capital, Senator Okorocha says the arrest of Uche Umosu is purely political as he's accusing the Imo State government of conniving with security operatives to harass his family members without a just cause. But in a swift reaction, the Imo State Commissioner for Information and Strategy, Declan Emelumba, says the former governor is just trying to whip up sentiments and speaking from a state of panic and guilt. Hope Uzodima has been in the business of trying to, 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 to get any member of my family or myself involved in, in this kind of his uh, wicked acts of hate, hatred. I think enough of this is enough. This is one arrest too many has led to me and members of my family. There was just no justifiable reason for the police that have gone into the church to carry on such shooting exercise. Why go to the church? Why, should, why is the shooting? Why do you have to drag the innocent boy on the floor? Why do you have to beat him up? Why do you have to push my wife? Why do you have to push my daughter? Why do you have to tear their clothes? There was no single arrest warrant on Uche Mosu. Nothing at all. It was like a, a, a kidnap. If not for the fact that we have confirmed that it is police, the initial fear that this was unknown gunmen that has come to kill Uche Mosu. What is the haste in this press conference trying to politicize 
uh, 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 an ordinary thing. Uchimuzi is just uh, an indigenous of Imo state and the citizen of Nigeria. And if he has run foul of the law, the police has every right to arrest him. And how and uh, how they do it should not be, nobody should dictate to them how they do it. It depends on the gravity of the offense, and it depends on the information at their disposal. But what is painful is that uh, a former governor of this state, Russia, so Russia, is busy railing abuses on uh, His Excellency, the governor of Pimo State, and saying all manner of things about him. I don't want to join issues with him. Gunmen have abducted the paramount ruler of Gindiri in Mangu local government area of Plateau State, Charles Mato Dakat, after a gun duel at his residence in the early hours of today. The incident occurred after the traditional ruler and members of his family had retired from the Christmas celebrations. Then the bandits attacked the residence amid heavy gunfire and abducted the traditional ruler. The police public relations officer, Plateau Command, Gabriel Uba, says security operatives are already on the trail of the abductors while personnel of Operation Safe Haven have been mobilized to the area for the purpose of rescuing the abducted monarch. One of Abuja's biggest shopping malls, Next Cash and Carry, has been gutted by fire. The mall, which is situated in the Jahi area of the Federal Capital Territory, went up in flames around 10 o'clock on Sunday morning. No official reason has been given for the fire. However, speculations are that the fire started as a result of an electrical fault and was probably burning internally for the most part of the night until the flames were noticed in the morning when emergency services were contacted. Our correspondent, Kayla Megua, was there and filed in this report. The roads are cordoned off to what used to be one of the biggest and busiest supermarkets in the nation's capital. Located within the Jahi district in Abuja, Next Cash and Carry is the recent victim of fire outbreaks, which are quite common at this time of the year in the nation's capital. Rescue efforts begin with a cry for help. We are calling on all mutual aid fire services to deploy to Next Cash and Carry. The appeal is heard by all agencies as they join forces to put out the fire. We have not started investigation because our attention now is on uh, controlling the fire. After controlling the fire, they will start investigation. In any case, this fire has been reported to us late. It has been reported earlier because when we had, the, the, we were told that smoke started, they started seeing smoke around even before they open. So that is the time they are supposed to alert the firefighting agencies. Other officials speak on the ongoing investigations and what's going to be done to a lot of the losses incurred as a result of this fire. It's a big store, you all know, and definitely uh, a lot of losses have been incurred. Uh, but uh, since we cannot be able to really ascertain uh, what and what is lost for now, later I'm sure the owners will give details of that. The police debunk online claims of any looting of goods during the fire outbreak. They, however, claim that three individuals who allegedly attempted to steal were apprehended by the police. Those things seen on the video were trolled to safety. You can see the staff now parking it. Not that they were taken outside. The good thing about this place is well fenced. 
So immediately we received the distress, all the gates were cordoned. So there is no how Hudum can now fly with those things. They were all taken to safety. That is the true situation. This fire officially started at 10 a.m. according to reports. However, it is speculated that this fire actually started sometime during the night due to an electrical fault and that the emergency services were called at the time when the smoke was coming out of the building. So this is probably a fire that started a long time ago and will explain the extent of damage that is seen so far. There is a lot of help coming in from emergency services from all over the nation's capital, but the once vibrant next cash and carry in the nation's capital is a shadow of itself, and the integrity of this building is actually being called to question at this point in time. Kayla Magua, Channel Television News. Nigeria recorded a rise in COVID-19 cases in December 2020 to January 2021. This was attributed to the disregard for preventive measures during the Yuletide season and an influx of international travelers from other countries. With the resurging cases and amid a fourth wave of the pandemic during the Yuletide, the federal government through the NCDC is calling on the general public to celebrate responsibly the season. Our correspondent Millicent Walker reports. Nigeria is seeing a rise in COVID-19 cases, signaling a country now battling a fourth wave of the pandemic, according to a statement by the Nigeria Center for Disease Control, NCDC. The coronavirus pandemic has persisted, especially with the new Omicron variant fast spreading across the world, leaving countries with more restrictions during the holidays. After two years of this pandemic, I can't say that we're through it, how can I, when Omicron is surging, where we all know we must together try to stop the spread of this new variant. We must test ourselves and take extra care when meeting elderly or vulnerable relatives. We know that things remain difficult. But for millions of families up and down the country, I hope and believe that this Christmas is and will be significantly better Corona won't take a break over the Christmas holidays. We therefore decided to continue the vaccination campaign with undiminished vigor even during the holidays between the years and at the beginning of the new year. Next, we aim to achieve an additional 30 million booster vaccinations by the end of January. Calling for caution this Yuletide, the NCDC is saddled with responding to the challenges of public health emergencies and to enhance Nigeria's preparedness. No, that's what Celebrate Responsibly is all about. And all of the measures are stated. They have not really changed. I'm sure, I know that because of fatigue and all of that, people really would like to just see a magic bullet, something that will sort out COVID for good. But we are not there yet, so we have to depend on the tried and tested tools. Public health safety measures definitely work, regardless of the variant. While states are also expected to lead the response and promote adherence to COVID-19 preventive measures during the festive period, the incident manager of the Emergency Operations Centre says they have all it takes to minimise the impact of this wave. The federal government has made a lot of effort through the leadership of the of NCDC and the 
presently the presidential steering committee and has done a lot. Partners have also supported and have funded uh, some of these um, activities that we see ongoing in the state. Africa has had relatively less impact from the full effects of the pandemic in terms of the numbers. With booster shots currently available and the appeal for more Nigerians to get vaccinated, the NCDC hopes the Celebrate Responsibly campaign by the entertainment and transport industry, religious settings, media, security personnel, young people and the general public will bring lower COVID numbers and ensure a happy and healthy holiday. Minister Walker for Channels Television News. The practice where political parties waive fees for nomination to contest political offices for women in Nigeria is not a benefit. That's according to the chairperson of the Women in Politics Forum, Mrs. Ebere Ifendu. Mrs. Ifendu told Channels Television's Ladia Kiridulwali on our current affairs program, Newsnight, that rather than help improve participation for women, it has proven to be a stumbling block, particularly when the dynamics leading to elections play out within the political parties. She says what is needed is a level playing field, as well as rules that are enforced. Have you taken the statistics of women that picked forms across all the political parties? I'll give you an example. Last election, 2019, 2,970 women contested elections and just 67 women got elected. Now the truth is this, when they are giving free forms, they will have to face internal democracy that is not in any political party. You begin to hear consensus. I just talked about a consensus candidate. And you think that a political party will concede to a woman that didn't pay for her forms against a man that brought in millions. Don't forget, political parties don't get subvention from the government. And so they make their money from sale of forms. And then they will give that form to a woman free. And a man will come with 20 million, 25 million. Most political parties now for gubernatorial ticket is about 25, 27 million. That man will pay for, that form, for the form. And you expect that party to concede and give it to a woman. That's when you will hear them talk about zoning. You will hear that, oh, we would have loved you know, to give you the ticket, but it's not zoned to you or to your area. So there are even the, the, the franchise, uh, disenfranchising us with free forms. And I, I encourage women, if you want to play politics, play politics. Go buy your forms. Pay for it. When they talk about consensus, you will challenge them. Because in every political party guidelines, you will never see them talk about consensus. For the full interview with Mrs. Ifendu, do watch Newsnight tomorrow, Monday, the 27th of December, 2021, at 9pm, right here on Channels Television. President Muhammadu Buhari has condoled with the people and leadership of South Africa after the passing of renowned human rights activist and Nobel laureate, Archbishop Emeritus Desmond Tutu. 
In a statement by his special advisor on media and publicity, Femi Adeshino, he described the Archbishop as a clergyman who provided healing and direction for his country and the world following his role in the fight against apartheid, prolonged exile, and also his role in heading the Truth and Reconciliation Commission under Nelson Mandela. He prayed for the soul, the repose of the soul of Archbishop Tutu, whose life and times sent an unforgettable message of love and forgiveness to the world. Also reacting, former President Ulusha Gwobasanjo has been speaking on the icon Archbishop Desmond Tutu and the impact he made in his political journey. In an exclusive interview, the former president described late Archbishop Tutu as a great human being and a moral compass. I remain uh, eternally grateful to him. When I came out of prison and I had this uh, decision to make, pressure was mounting on me to come and contest the presidency of Nigeria. Apart from consulting with people in Nigeria, there were two South Africans I consulted, Desmond Tutu and Nelson Mandela. And Nelson Mandela said to me, when, when I told him, I said, look, I came out of prison, this pressure was mounting. He said, follow your uh, intuition. I said, thank you, Madiba. Desmond Tutu, when Desmond Tutu listened to me, he said, hmm, my brother, what you are saying is that your country wants you to serve. And you are saying you have served before and you went to prison and you don't want to serve again. I said, no, 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 that's not quite what I'm saying. He said, say it again. I repeated myself and he said, well, the same story I've got. And my brother, go back home and serve your people. There are no two ways about it. I would say this to my brothers and sisters in South Africa, I will uh, heartfelt condolence. We have lost a great South African, a great African, a great uh, man of black race, a great great Christian, and as you rightly put it, a great moral compass. In his home country also, tributes have been pouring in in honor of Nobel Peace Laureate Archbishop Emeritus Desmond Tutu, who died in Cape Town this morning at the age of 90. The South African president, Cyril Ramaphosa, has described the late cleric as a patriot without equal and a leader of principle. Our South African bureau chief, Betty Dibia, visited Archbishop Tutu's old home in Soweto, where she spoke with some, some of the people who knew the icon who stood up for social justice everywhere in the world. What would have been a quiet boxing day in South Africa has opened a new chapter of bereavement for the country with the announcement of the passing of the Archbishop Emeritus Desmond Tutu, fondly called the Arch in the country. Vilagazi Street here where we're standing is world famous for being the only street in the world with two Nobel Peace Prize winners 
resident on the same street, with Nelson Mandela leaving further down and Archbishop Emeritus Desmond Tutu leaving um, a little bit behind me over there. It's quite quiet around his former resident. Remember, he had moved over to Cape Town many years back, but he spent many years here among the people, and we're here to speak to some of the people among whom uh, he chose to live, even as a top-ranking cleric um, in the 70s and, and many years after that. Looking upon him as a peacemaker, he was not a person that would like to initiate violence. Each and every time when there was situations where the community would fight, but you'll come in between because they'd like to deal things peacefully. Madam Bonki Matibe had the privilege of growing up in the Tutu household and she tells us what it was like. Very humble, very humble. In the morning at about six o'clock when he wakes up, he takes an exercise and by that time when he takes the exercise rounding round the house about eight to ten times no disturbance praying bowing his head down and then we'll stay in our bedroom when he's finished then we come out and we prepare loving loving down to mother earth my heart it's i don't know what to say as expected thousands of tributes have been pouring in from within the country and outside and on behalf of uh, the nigerians in the country nigeria's high commissioner to south africa ambassador harana manta also paid tribute to the late archbishop it's a sad day indeed for africa with the news of the death of the reverend emeritus desmond tutu a great son of africa a liberation fighter and an advocate of peace well acclaimed around the world. The President of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, Muhammad Buhari, and indeed all Nigerians commiserate with the President and people of South Africa on this sad occasion. The arch, the arch, sir. <laughs> Details of the next events, the funeral and, and all other events that will uh, be held in his honor is expected to be released by his family, probably through the Desmond and Leo Tutu Legacy Foundation as well as the presidency. From Soweto, South Africa, Betty Divya, Channels Television News. So, who was Desmond Tutu? He's one of the most prominent figures in Africa, known for fighting against apartheid in South Africa, Bishop Desmond Tutu. Let's bring you some of the highlights of his very impactful life. Born on October 7, 1931, in Klegstorp, Northwest South Africa. From 1956 to 1984, he joined the clergy and became one of the most prominent opponents of racial segregation and white minority rule. In 1984, he was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize for his non-violent campaign to win racial equality for his people. In 1986, he became the first black head of the Anglican Church in South Africa. In the 1990s, together with Nelson Mandela, he co-headed negotiations to end apartheid. In 1995, Mr. Mandela sent Bishop Tutu to Nigeria to request the release of N.K. Wabiola and Ulushe Ngobasanjo. In 1996, he chaired the Truth and Reconciliation Commission to investigate past human rights abuses. 
and in 2010, he retired from most public duties. Sports news now. Football action continued today across Nigeria on match day two of 2021-2022 Nigeria professional league season. Newly promoted shooting and defending champions, Aqua United, settled for a one-all draw in Ibadan, while Kano Pillars and Lobi Stars also played out a goalless draw. New boys, Remo Stars, hammered Heartland 3-0, while Rivers United defeated Casino United with a similar scoreline. In other matches, Eyimba came out on top in the Oriental Derby, beating Rangers 1-0 at the Namdi Azikiwe Stadium. Abia Warriors also defeated visiting Sunshine Stars 1-0. Plateau United defeated Kwara United 1-0, while Dakada FC beat MFM FC 2-0. In the English Premier League, champions Manchester City overcame Leicester City despite a spirited fightback in a nine-goal thriller which ended 6-3 in favour of Pep Guardiola's men. Elsewhere, Arsenal thrashed Norwich 5-0 at Carrow Road, courtesy goals from Kirian Tierney, Alexandre Saka, Emil Smith-Rowe, and a brace from Bukayo Saka. Lucas Moura, Harry Kane, Song Yuming all got on the score sheet as Tottenham Hotspur beat Crystal Palace, who were reduced to 10 men 3-0. Southampton secured a priceless 3-2 away victory over West Ham in a keenly contested encounter played at the London Stadium. Chelsea returned to winning in the league after a nervy 3-1 victory over Aston Villa at Villa Park. And more sports news. Let's have tennis now. African Table Tennis Federation, ATTF, says more tournaments are needed to help African players compete among the best in the world. ATTF Deputy President Eniton Shodi says the closing gap between African players and that of the European and Asian counterparts is on the priority list of governing body. The ATTF Deputy President added that the fast-tracking development of young, talented players on the African continent and creation of high-profile competitions will be uniformly done. And the main news again. Let's work towards national unity and forgiveness as clergy extend birth of Christ celebrations to Boxing Day. Police in Imo State arrest son-in-law of former governor Rocha Sukurocha Uchiwosu. They have given no reason so far for his arrest. And he may have been moved to Abuja for interrogation. And South Africa's anti-apartheid campaigner and Nobel Peace Prize winner Archbishop Desmond Tutu dies at age 90 in Cape Town.
And that's it on the news at 10 tonight. From all of us here, it's good night.